Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Ron Alvesteffer on the line. Ron, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you today? I am great. Service Express. Um, when you hear that name, you, you think of a lot of things, but there's so much more to what you do in this organization when it comes to leadership and bringing up leaders within your organization so they can be leaders. So tell us a little bit about the organization, your background, and this awesome work that you do. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, Service Express, we used to joke when we first, I've been here 23 years, it'll be 23 years in August. And so when I joined, I was the 15th employee. Um, we were less than $3 million in revenue and had four locations. And, uh, uh, you know, currently we're 550 some employees, uh, over 50 locations and over 140 million in revenue. So it's grown quite a bit. Um, and in the early days, people used to think we're a delivery company or, you know, really the name around Service Express, but we're a third party maintenance provider. Uh, we work on and fix high end hardware. Uh, in large corporate data centers. So servers, storage, networking gear for large companies in healthcare, financial, manufacturing, uh, really anybody with, with a data center who we focus on. And so we sell service contracts. So when their hardware breaks, it's hardware only, they call us, we dispatch an engineer with parts uh, to fix the problem and get them up and running. Yeah, we're based in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is where I'm out of, uh, over 50 locations, uh, as I've mentioned. And really, I think the thing for us that you and I will probably get into is the fact that we've built our number one strategy and our number one differentiator as a company is building around our people and creating a great culture uh, where people can do great work, be recognized and rewarded for it, achieve their goals. And that is what powers Service Express forward. And it also creates the opportunity for growth like you've had because when you have a team of great people and they know that their organization is behind them and they rally around each other to do the great work for your clients, those are the ingredients you need for an organization to grow. And for an organization like yours, you said you were employee number 15 and now now look at you. And for a lot of people that don't understand how crucial – data centers are, uh, the technology that we're using right now is based off some computer somewhere, a series of computers and data centers all across the globe. And it's 99.999% uptime type right. of deal. And you know, much like emergency doctors, IT work, you know, if something goes down, you know, everyone freaks out. I remember back in the 90s, if something went down, okay, we're going to have downtime, all right, we fix it, we get as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah. It's so rare now for downtime to last very long at all because of technology and people like you that are out there that are going, oh, there's a fire, we need to put this out. I mean, that's a bad term. Hopefully your daddy said it's never experienced right, any of right. this. But it, it's one of those things, you, you jump on it like a grenade and you, and you take it and you get it fixed and back up and running and people won't even know anything happened. So, uh, so what's some of the strategies that you've used in your organization to create this culture um, that you have that's created this amazing organization? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and, and uh, you know, we talk about uptime and 
uh, right now and, and, and during this time of, of COVID with so many people working from home and relying on Zoom technology and everything else, it's been more important than ever uh, to make sure that everything is running smoothly in, in that area. And so, you know, some of the tools that we use, it's interesting because culture, and I was just talking about this with, uh, with uh, some people with, with on our team, is culture gets so misused and misunderstood, is my opinion, and it's such a cliche word it's turned into some ways, and people throw that out. And I've, you know, I, you know, I hear all kinds of definitions around culture, and, and uh, some, you know, there's a lot of things around parties and potlucks when we could all get together and, and bring kids to work and, uh, you know, ping pong table, which we have and all these things or have my team over on a Sunday for beers. And, you know, that, all that stuff happens, but that's not culture. That's part of having fun. And that's part of, you know, ha- making connection. And we do that and it's important. But if that's all you're doing, then that's not culture. Like I say, if, if that's all you're doing, then you're just goofing off, right? Culture is really hard. Uh, culture to us means I know the work that I do matters. I know the value I bring to the organization. The organization knows the value I bring um, that's shared with me and I'm recognized and rewarded and promoted for that value. It gives purpose to people uh, when they're in an organization. That to me is culture. The other stuff is you know, the icing on the cake, the fun stuff that goes with it. And we do all that and we have fun. Uh, and so for us, we use a tool that we call the SR5, which is, stands for scorecards, ROIs, and 515s. And it's really a, a way of measuring our KPIs from a scorecard level, which is company-wide, 8 to 12 measures, key measures that we look at monthly and we look at trends. Uh, it's it's uh, scorecards for each department and then drill down to each region and to each office, right? And then ROI is an individual job description that every – every employee in the company uses, including me. And it stands for responsibilities, objectives, and indicators. And it's really a measurable job description that says, what, what am I trying to accomplish in my position? And it's measurable. And I fill it out monthly. And I review it with my leader every month, right? So we're always tracking progress, always looking at performance. And then a 515 is a tool that we update, update quarterly, and it really, really lists my goals and my priorities and my action items for the next 90 days. And it's not a to-do list. It's a big, you know, it should be like eight to 10 probably on there. And every employee does a 515, again, including me. They're on their company intranet. So every employee can see my 15, my 515. I can see everybody else's. Same with my ROIs. And you share that with your leader every quarter. So you're aligned going in. We just did this. Like we're going through it right now. We're aligned going into the third quarter of what are the expectations and what are the priorities I'm working on in my position that I'm aligned with my leader. And if we don't have alignment, I review with my team, my executives share those with me. And sometimes I'll be, I'll, I'll, I think we should add this. This is something I want. I think we need to be working on in the third quarter. Um, and, you know, maybe in place of that, or we add on to it. But we align early as opposed to at the end of it, look at all that I did. I thought, oh man, I thought you knew we're in that meeting. I thought you understood. You know, we had this priority. Like if you do it at the end of the quarter, it's too late. We align early. And so it really sets up this tool where the whole company and every employee in the organization is taking this step forward every every month, every quarter, aligned through key company and department KPIs, 
which, which roll down to individual ROIs, which roll down to my action items. And that, that's how we create alignment and focus going forward. And that's how employees know, hey, here's the value I bring because I know the company objectives. I know what my goals are. I know how they fit into my team. Therefore, the company, I matter, right? And that creates purpose. That creates engagement. That creates the results that we've had over time. It's an amazing system and it has served you well. And I know, and we will definitely dive into this, having that system at the beginning of this pandemic was critical for your organization Mm -hmm. because then you can say, where do we have to pivot? Where do we have to accelerate on some things? Where do we have to maybe take that particular endeavor in put it a little bit further down the list based on what your client needs are. And if you didn't have that system, you'd be scrambling around like so many other organizations going, uh, how do we work remotely? What's Zoom? You know, all these things that so many organizations had to figure out over yeah. the spring months. Yeah. You, 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 every, and another thing real quick, is, uh, I love the fact that it's all open for everybody to see. So that way everyone knows what everybody's working on. Instead of what you know, what's Cheryl working on? What's Dylan working on? What there's none of that. It's it's there. Everyone should know what's going on. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on on how you in, navigated the pandemic start and you know anything that you had to kind of change or pivot um, early yeah. on. Yeah, no, you, you've you've nailed it. And you know, on, on your last point there, that transparency also allows us to say, hey, I see what you're working on. How can I help? Or how does what I'm doing? flow into your work to help you or is you know is one department the way they're doing work hindering another department for what they're trying to achieve if that and that we get into those situations i mean that happens leaders talk teams talk how do we how do we work together what do you need from us and adjust so that we're all working together and everything's flowing through and so that is the beauty of it it's it's transparent people people know what's going on uh and they like that and appreciate that especially now to your first point around covid right around What's going on in the company? And as we transitioned home in March, uh, our KPIs, uh, you know, in the scorecard, this SR5 system has been tremendous for us because we started looking at our business on a, on a really a daily and weekly, weekly basis. I was huddling every day with my executive team uh, when this all started. Uh, every Monday, we were looking at our weekly KPIs from the previous week on some core numbers that we wanted to pay attention to. And we'd never looked at the business really on a weekly basis. It really been more of a monthly. And the great thing was, as we said, here's the things that we need to look at. The system was all in place. So that was great. It was just a matter of pulling the data, putting it together, and we'd share it. Monday morning, we'd look at key things, service calls that we were taking, uh, cash that we were collecting to make sure that we could... Uh, you know, we're serving our customers during this time that we're collecting cash. We could pay everything and stay, and stay in business. We were collecting, we were, uh, we were monitoring number of new meetings set as we kept trying to like get in front of customers uh, during this time because we, we deliver a service that reduces operational expense. So you can imagine during this time as people are looking like we've got to reduce costs, we can do that. Uh, along with the highest rated customer rating in our in our industry, so we're looking at at all of these things on a weekly basis, and it was tremendous. And our whole mantra that time was, "In keep small problems small," and, and that and I, that's my view on that. Running the company, customer service, 
you, you keep small issues small. You overreact to them in a sense that you, you fix them quickly because if they start, small issues are small until they start to build up. And they might not even be the same issue, but a number of small issues build up becomes one big issue, whether to the company or to the customer. And so we were looking at that. It helped us a lot. I was doing weekly, I would record like I do my blogs on my iPhone, just at my desk, a weekly company update. Instead of sending an email out to everybody, you know, I wanted them to see me, hear me. Uh, and I would say, here's what's going on in the company. What, what, what's happening right now? And we really got great, great feedback on doing that. Now, now as we've transitioned in for about the past month, we, we, we huddle twice a week, usually instead of every day, we're still looking at the weekly KPIs and my, my weekly updates have gone to every other week now. So I think that's been a sign of progress, kind of where we're coming through. We've been measuring everything so much. We feel like we know what path we're on. We're still staying close, but we don't have to stay as close as we have as we used to. And so all of that's been tremendous. And the feedback from our employees is, man, they appreciated it. They understood. And, you know, I wanted to give them a sense of relief because we sent them all home and like, hey, first of all, we care about your health, number one. Then we got to figure out how to serve our customers because they're relying on us and they're all home. They need their systems up and running. So we have to serve them and to let them know, look, we're not laying anybody off. In fact, we're still going to grow, not at the rate that we thought we were going to pre-COVID, but we're still growing. In fact, we're still hiring. We've been able to, to uh, hire and onboard during this time over 50 employees who haven't even stepped. It's amazing. Haven't even stepped foot in the Service Express office. If you'd have told me we were going to do this six months ago, I'd have thought, no way. And, and we did it. And it's a testament to our, to our people. So all of that really worked together to give everybody you know, a sense of calm, a sense of understanding where we're at and what we need to do to move forward together. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of disaster recovery and planning, and I love they keep small things small because they can snowball to the point where you have this huge problem. Right. And then you don't know where to look first. You're like, well, where, where's the core of this? And that's, you, you can't find it because there's just so much there. And as an organization, it can paralyze you. And, and the fact that you're, you're still hiring, you're onboarding people, and as an organization, you pivoted and you're like, okay, I'm hiring people and they're working for us and they've never set foot in our property. Yes. You know, yeah. You know, most of us would be like, are, are you kidding? Why? That's not our model. But again, yeah. you had a system in place of onboarding people. You said, okay, how do I onboard somebody that I can't physically see across from a table? Well, I can see them on the screen. I can be on the phone. We can figure yeah. out those things and, and, and pivot and, and be agile in all of this. And it demonstrates that because, you again, you had that foundation there and ready to go. So this is an organization that can withstand a pandemic. I mean, that's pretty bad, you know, to, uh, come on, let's think about this. You know, and I'm originally yeah. from, I'm originally from Michigan. I know what's going on there. You know, yeah. my, my, my mom and my brother live there. I know what's going on in that state. And the, to be able to be a shining star during this pandemic, it just screams volumes of, of how amazing, you know, the work that you put into it, because I know implementing a system like this has taken time yes. and it's constantly being tweaked. But the fact that you were able to pull the information you needed out of the system without a whole lot of modifications as if it was designed for this. And that's, that's the, the beautiful thing by this is you, you've designed the system. And you're like, okay, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We got to see what we're doing. Yeah. 
you know, revenue-wise, service-wise, what's going on? How are we able to support our clients even though we're not physically here? You're still keeping your clients and taking on new clients as well because you know the you know the point you said about you know organizations needing to cut costs well you know if they're doing all their IT in-house for example and all of a sudden they're like oh wow that's that's a big expenditure for us we need to offset that and many times they may not have been able to get into their office for some reason if there was some kind of a um, prevention to be able to easily access their building, for example. Now that's not an issue and their customers are being served by them because of organizations like yours that you know, laid the way and laid the path of how to do things the right way. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. So much has has changed uh, so quickly in the past four months of what we thought we could do and would do has changed dramatically. And, and like I said, if you'd have told me you know, in January, even the beginning of this year, that we would hire and onboard and have people producing who never stepped foot in an office here, um, you know, would, would be strictly working from home. I'd have thought, no way. And we pivoted and, and we did it, did it quickly. And that's really just a testimony to our people. It really is. I mean, just when you get the right people on board, they make all the difference in the world. I, the right people find solutions and solve every problem. You know, the wrong people find every problem in any solution that you present. But we use a hashtag people powered. Um, I always tell our people, it's not, it's not just a hashtag. It's a hashtag for a reason because we truly are. And I think COVID is like a, like a lot of things that come up unexpectedly in challenges. It, it, it really shines a light on who's all in and who's not. And we just have tremendous teams around here that really, really stepped up and did great things here. And I've told them, you know, they've been an inspiration to me. They've kept me going on some of these days. You know, not every day is at the highlight reel. And I have a lot of energy, but hey, I have my days down too, where like, just like, man, I'm just frustrated that we're in this position, things are going on. And I'm watching how our teams are performing, how they're rallying and just making things happen. Looking at those KPIs that tell me all of that. And, you know, it, ins- it inspires me. Uh, to do it. And it's, and it's funny, we used to talk about being recession proof because during the, the financial crisis, you know, 2008 and nine, we still grew double digits and, and showed that we could go through there and continue to grow. And, and now the, the new thing is, are you pandemic proof? And you made a great point. We didn't set out to be pandemic proof, but these tools have allowed us uh, to come through this, you know, up to this point, and I think will help us come through it and, and beyond uh, to be to be pandemic proof. And so, while everything's tra- changing and strategies are changing, we're working from home and doing things differently. Core things are not changing. Our SR five system doesn't change. It helps us through that. Our core value of helping our employees achieve their personal, professional, and financial goals through Service Express. That doesn't change. In fact, those are the foundations of what we're building upon and using to go through this. And I think they're more important than ever. Now, culture may look different as we're not all together and we're doing Zoom calls, but it's still important. It's still, I know the work that I do matters. I know the value I bring. The company knows it. I'm recognized and rewarded for that. And we're all working together to figure this out and serve our customers. And so a lot of things change, but the core foundation does not change. Helps you right through it. And it speaks volumes to why you're able to continue to do the things that you're doing and growing and serving your customers. And again, I and this is you know for everybody that's watching and listening to this, this is an opportunity for your organization to set up its infrastructure the right way yeah. uh, and use Ron's model as a template because it. 
I don't want to say it runs itself. It it requires people to do it, but people that care and buy into the mission of the organization and and feel that they are being taken care of. You know, the fact that you sent everybody home and, you know, so many organizations sent their people home and they sent them, well, you know, hopefully the stimulus check comes soon. And they they didn't even give it a shot to even try to figure out how to do things where your organization said, nope, we're, 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 we're going to continue to run business. We're going to figure out how to do this. And, right. and not only are we going to keep everybody, we're bringing more people on. Uh, that's, that's amazing. And there's so many opportunities for organizations that could have done that. And unfortunately they didn't. So for those organizations that, that didn't do that, what's some advice for you know, the other organizations that are kind of fumbling around right now with this, you know, what, and, and, you know, obviously these systems are work, but how would they get started? You know, what, what would be some tips to at least get them started on rolling out a system similar to what you have there uh, so they can be successful in, in quite frankly, pandemic? Yeah, so um, it's it's interesting. You know, one is there's still time. If you haven't done some of these things during during the pandemic, we're unfortunately we're still in the middle of it. You know, the majority are still working from home, and so we we always we use the term early is to look like. Uh, and I have the my Rocky poster behind me. I'm a huge Rocky fan, and uh, you know, we use the term counterpunch. How do we counterpunch the pandemic? Like, okay, it's happened to us, but what's our counter move to it? There's going to be opportunities. We just got to look for it and 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 find them and. See sees them. And in some ways, you're sort of flying under the umbrella of COVID of, you know, expectations from the beginning of the year and goals are sort of out the window. It's what what can we achieve now? And so I look at that and go like, okay, so what were the things we wanted to do? And let's just go to work on and what can we do? So we started out like training, so much training, virtual training. We'd had it on a goals list that we knew we wanted to do more online, more virtual training using technology instead of flying people around and going to training classes all the time. And we did that in like two weeks because you just you just had to, right? And so what are those moves to counterpunch the things you've been thinking you should do? You know, my advice, first of all, would be like, start doing that stuff. Start, start getting after it. Uh, you know, as it comes to implementing a system like a, like our SR5, you know, I, I would just say, Sometimes people overanalyze. They want to spend so much time trying to figure out what should we analyze, what shouldn't, what are the right goals, what are the right metrics. I'm a big believer of, man, just, you know, whiteboard it. And this is how we did it. We whiteboarded it. We might start with 50 items. We pretty quickly came down to like eight items and so said, let's just start there. I'm a big believer in start. Like, you know, you probably know, most people in their business probably know within their departments or their company or whatever, their organization, what are the key things that matter most? Just start there. You don't have to agree on it. Start measuring it. Pick a, I'm a big believer in pick a goal. I'm kind of like, how do you know what you're achieving if you're not, if you're not measuring it against something? So, and, and I get this internally all the time. Well, we don't know the goal. It's something new or we don't know. We've never, all right, well, what do you think? Pick something and look at it. If you're crushing it, then that probably you need to up the goal, but that led you to knowing that. So then adjust it. If you're never hitting it, Try to figure out why. If the goal is way too high, okay, you can adjust that down if you need to. But the idea is you have to measure against something or you just, there's no way to tell if you're achieving. So I'm, I'm, I'm big into just get started, take, take action, 
you know, and then figure it out from there. Because if you sit around and try to whiteboard this till it's perfect, nothing's ever perfect. Uh, so, so get going with it, communicate with your team, engage and involve them, get their feedback, start reviewing it. Um, and then the last thing I'll always say, so this is interesting. So I'm super number driven, right? And I'm not an econ guy. I'm not a, I'm not a finance guy, more of a, like a money ball guy, right? I collected baseball cards and football kids growing up. I like stats, used to keep stats at the elementary school. We'd have pickup baseball games. We'd keep our batting average. And I think that's how I learned to like add, subtract, multiple, multiply and do all that. So I'm more like like money ball guy. And people sometimes will ask like, Man, you measure everything and you're so about the numbers. How does that create a great culture? Because other organizations they've come from, when you're all about the numbers, you, you treated people like a number. And so the big thing for us is measure everything, see what's working. Um, if it's not working, the first thing I say is stop and look for the story behind the numbers. I think the difference is when people just see a number, it's not where they thought it was. And so they make a rash reaction or decision or a cut, which is typically what happens based on a number being wrong. That's when people feel treated like, like a number and not a person. It's like, stop and look behind the numbers. What's really happening? Might be something that we're doing. We talked about processes and systems and working together. Might be something we're doing to hinder those numbers from happening that we have the right people, but we have to fix that because- the theory is if you surround yourself with the right people and you're still not hitting your goals, you probably have a system problem. And I think a lot of leaders and companies kind of get the ego in the way and they don't want to admit that. Where we're like, dive, run right towards that problem, figure it out, and let's fix the system because it's great people times great systems equal the best results in my opinion and experience and allow to help you to scale forward like we have from 15 employees to 550 and four locations to 50, it allows us to scale by doing that. And so that back to how do people understand their value using the numbers, teaching it, showing it, being transparent, that's part of creating a great culture. That's amazing. And it's funny you mentioned baseball cards. This is a baseball card of Jerry Rice, 1977, when he was with Pittsburgh. reason why I have this card is in 1977 in Luther, Michigan, just down the street from my grandmother's cabin. I went to the general store and for the first time I bought a pack of baseball cards. And this was the first card that I got out of the pack. And I looked at the back of it and I saw the numbers and I was like, how do they get to those numbers? So I figured it out. I didn't have a computer in 1977. Right, I right. figured out. I figured out batting average. I figured out ERA. Yeah. You know, the the new stats that they do in baseball now. Obviously, they have to use computers to calculate some of that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like the the stats is you know tells you everything you know and 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 so when you mentioned the baseball card thing, I was like, oh yeah. So I, I keep this because it's a reminder because it launched my original career was public accounting. So and the reason okay. why I did that because I love this stuff, but. I'm also a, a stats guy when it comes to how can you make things better? What are some things? The numbers are there. You just have to look at it in the right way and figure it out. So it's amazing. Ron, I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and this incredible work that you're doing? 
Yeah, thank you. I've enjoyed it as well. I love ta- talking with like-minded people who get it. I, I equate it to when musicians get together and have a jam session with their instruments, talking about culture and building great organizations and investing in people with somebody who understands that and gets it. This is my kind of my jam session. So thank you, Michael, for having me. Yeah, serviceexpress.com. Uh, we're also Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us. And I also have a personal page where I share my thoughts on leadership and growth and scaling companies at ronalvesteffer.com and uh, have a uh, Instagram and Facebook page as well. So we're, we're out there for people to, to find us and we love to connect with people and hear their ideas and thoughts on, on what they're doing and how they're, how they're doing it. So uh, if you're out there listening, don't hesitate to reach out to us. And we are still hiring. So if you're interested in a company like ours in any kind of position, let us know. That's awesome. And I'll have all that information in the show notes. Ron? Great to connect with you again. Continue being well and continue doing that awesome work out in Grand Rapids. Thank you. Great connect with you as, as well. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, okay? Likewise. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.